Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she is going to introduce herself. Uh, hey, y'all. My name is Ava Grayson Granger, and I am the reigning Miss South Carolina Collegiate America. Awesome. So, Grayson, I'm so glad that you are joining me on the podcast today. This has been one of my sought-out podcast episodes to film. I was recently at your crowning in Spartanburg for Miss South Carolina Collegiate, and I wanted to ask you, had you ever done the Collegiate or the High School America system before? Uh, First, I am so excited to be here. Podcasts are a huge part of my life, so this is kind of like living a dream. I'm very, very happy to be here. Um, I have competed in the Miss High School America organization before. In fact, I competed in the very first Miss Junior High School America competition uh, way back a long time ago when I was in sixth grade. I was Miss New York Junior High and then came back the following year after getting first winner up and competed again. So I have a long love for this organization and a lot of respect for the experience they provide for the girls who compete. That's exciting. I know when you won, I was doing hair and makeup this past weekend with Corey King, and we were just talking about it. I was like, dude, it was awesome. I was like, her outfits were the best. I was like, she looked amazing. And Corey looked at me and he goes, oh, you know she was going to win. It was, she was too fabulous not to. And I 100% agree with that. I've seen you grow over the years, which I know is so weird coming from an outside source. But like I, I want to talk about your time also as Miss South Carolina Teen USA. And I want to dive a little more into what the RPM system does for their girls. Talking to someone that has, you know, been in the role as one of their title holders, I want to hear more about what they did for you during your year as Miss Alcrona Teen USA. That's amazing. I love this so much, especially as currently I'm at Miss South Carolina USA, which is such a special weekend for me growing up. I As you kind of mentioned, grew up in pageantry. I started this journey at eight years old, coming to Miss South Carolina, USA, and Teen USA as a kid. And and my experience with RPM really started there. I was in fantasy camp. I was a little girl who looked up so much to the Miles family and to the title holders who reigned with them. And they were always so welcoming and so encouraging of me and my journey through pageants. And that like was such a formative time for me to get that support from people who I respected so much. And that was incredible before I even stepped on stage as a competitor to have that experience with the RPM family. And then to have won on the stage here in Charleston and to have been able to reign as Miss South Carolina and Teen USA and becoming a part of that RPM family and network was truly so surreal. It's still surreal when I come and help backstage. And I think if I can just say one thing about the family, it's that they are the most loving, most supporting, most kind and understanding people that you will ever have the chance to work with, to be friends with, to talk to. And it's really an incredible process that they help you through because they're they, when you join, when you win, an RPM pageant, you join their family for life and they become some of your best friends and some of your biggest supporters. And it's something really special that I am so grateful to have been able to join. So after winning the South Carolina Teen USA title, what was it like going to Miss Teen USA? Uh, (laughs) I, um, you know, for whatever reason, it's in my path that I won Miss South Carolina Teen USA in 2020. And I got to have you know, three really good months of being with South Carolina Teen USA before we all were kind of 
hit with a stop sign and told that, you know, all of these plans that we have are going to go on pause because the world's going into quarantine and we're about, or we're, we were facing and we still are facing a, a pandemic. And that really affected my reign. As we all were, we were going through so many changes. I feel like we've all grown so much and we're still evolving as individuals because of, of the effect of this pandemic has had on us. And going into Miss Teen USA, you know, it looked a lot different than it did this year with an entire new directorship and the pageantry reimagined that's going on with Crystal Stewart right now. And for me, Miss Teen USA was a dream come true because when I, like I said, eight years old, like that little girl inside of me was absolutely so proud and so excited. Yet the college student inside of me was taking midterms and the, you know, U.S. citizen inside of me was still being affected by the pandemic and the protocols that we were going through. You know, we were very strictly bubbled at Miss Teen USA and had a very limited um, schedule to what we did. So it was an experience like no other and one that I don't think anyone really understands except for those of us who were there. But I'm so glad that I can say that I had that under my belt and I had the opportunity to represent a state that I love so much at Miss Teen USA. You are correct about that. Going into a pandemic as a title holder, I can only imagine, you know, the struggles that it has because you're so used to doing the normal things of getting out there and promoting your brand of your team that you're working with or even your platform. And did you, I know we had a pandemic, but did you have a favorite either appearance you did or community service project you did during your reign that just kind of stuck out to you? Absolutely. I began working with an organization here in South Carolina called Happy Wheels that works on collecting books and toys for children in our children's hospitals across the state. And every Tuesday and Thursday, they take a cart, the Happy Wheels cart, and bring it through the hospital and children are allowed to pick their one favorite that they can keep with them during their stay. And I know personally, people who have come through the South Carolina hospitals and talk about how much Happy Wheels meant to them or it meant to their child and what a positive impact it has on their experience and their stay there at a very scary time in their life. So I was able to finally push the cart, even though I've been donating and collecting for Happy Wheels my whole life. It was so much fun to be able to be on that side of things and to work with them that closely. That's definitely one of the highlights of my reign. So tell me a little more about that world's teen. What was that like? What was it like winning and being one of the first ever to win that title? Uh, It was truly a whirlwind, I think is is one of the best ways to describe it, to step into such an established and historic organization as an historic title holder, being the inaugural Teen World America, and to work with someone who I respected so much and still respect so much, Elizabeth Seyfried and her family. It was unreal and an incredible opportunity. My sister queen, uh, Clarissa, has gone on to work with uh, Sports Illustrated and represented the United States beautifully in this world. And that was really a life-changing moment because that was when I had a really, like a, a big national title and I became a completely different version of myself throughout that year. And I'm really thankful for that opportunity to have confidence in myself and my ability from that experience and joining such an incredible organization. Going off that point of confidence, do you think pageants has really taught you to be more self-confident in yourself or was it just something you learned on the side? Um, It's so interesting because I 
I'm a lifelong pageant girl. And that's something that I've, you know, I've struggled with because I come from a really small town where girls don't do pageants. Girls play softball. And the cool girls, you know, wear Sophie shorts and Nike. So for me, pageants were something that started out as pulling me out of my shell because I was really shy, but I loved to be on stage. And my mom put together that love of performance with my desire to make friends outside of my hometown. So she was the one who encouraged me to compete in pageants and, and go to a pageant coach and start this journey. And it was something that I loved so much as a kid. Like I looked forward to the weekend so much because I was going to compete in a pageant and I was going to see my friends from Lexington and I was going to see my pageant friends on the weekend. But as I got older and I started wanting to have friends at school, I started to to kind of want to hide that part of me that loved pageants because it wasn't accepted and it wasn't cool at school, you know? So it was one of those things that made me who I was and it brought me so much happiness and so much confidence and it really made me into a better person and who I am from community service to making friends to to being confident and being able to talk to strangers and and do something that was really hard for me as a kid which is just you know holding my shoulders back and and chit-chatting and and being you know casual and fun conversation and then to kind of be not ashamed but almost embarrassed by that love and that passion because it wasn't accepted at school was something that I'm recently coming out of and I'm re-embracing that part of me that loves it and reassuring myself that you know if that's something that I love and it's given me so much because it has it's given me an incredible network of friends all across the country and it's provided me so many opportunities to grow as an individual to learn about community service and interests that I never would have thought I had and to again meet so many incredible people and give me so much then I'm proud of that and I'm so thankful to have been involved in pageants and to have been strong through that period of, you know, not being assured by my peers. That definitely as a kid is something really hard to kind of come to terms with because at the time, I feel like everyone just at some point wants to fit in. They don't want to have this oddball thing that they do on the side that people just don't understand or respect. And I I absolutely, I 100% I can attest that myself. I also came from a small town. My graduating class was 90 people. Like I a really small town and doing pageants, there was a few of us. There was like kind of so it almost turned it into like a lifestyle competition because everyone that was kind of against what we were doing didn't want to talk to us, but the group that we were in that were pageant girls they didn't really want to be your real friend. They were just kind of against you and you just couldn't understand. You're like, we're doing something together. Why can't we all be nice at this point? And so like, I totally understand that feeling. That is one of those things. I know like when I went to college, I wanted to hide it too. So I'm like, I, I want to start clean slate. I want to just be a normal person. It, just because I have a shiny crown on my head doesn't make me any different than anyone else in the room. And I mean, for anyone I can ask you, I, I, I know that you understand this too. Like it is such a such a hard thing, especially at a young age, to kind of come to terms with. And that's such an interesting story. And I'm glad that you're being vulnerable and expressing this with us because I know this is probably not something that a lot of people have heard from you before. So it's really I'm glad that you're very open about talking about that particular experience with pageantry. But the truth is, is that's been a huge part of my pageant journey and you know my growth as a person. And yeah, I think like you're sharing, like I think a lot of pageant girls, especially those of us who have competed for a long time and aren't just brand new at this, have experienced some form of people not understanding 
what pageantry is, what a pageant girl, air quotes, um, is, and fighting that stereotype or that misconception of of what it means to compete in a pageant and what it means to be a title holder. I feel like the hard thing nowadays is people in our generation grew up watching or seeing toddlers and tiaras. And so when they think of a pageant girl, they think of Honey Boo Boo or any five-year-old at the time that they put a camera in front of their face. And it's really hard to help people understand something when they had seen it at a young age and that's just kind of what they accepted that pageant girls were is these toddlers and tiaras and they're terrible twos and that's just not what we are nowadays we're business women we're entrepreneurs we are you know promoting something that's bigger than ourselves and it's just it's time that people realize that and not treat us like we're just I mean bossy girls that are yelling and just putting on makeup all weekend like I just I just want people to understand that I feel like that's definitely what this podcast is doing is hearing just like your experiences and your lessons that you've had to go through and your hard times and your good times and so I'm glad that we can sit down and record this today because it's such an amazing part that people don't get to hear about. Absolutely. And I think organizations like Miss USA and like the Miss High School America organization are doing a really good job of sharing title holders experiences and showing, you know, pageantry reimagined. What does the modern beauty queen look like? And with the Miss High School America pageant community service and building respect and value for everyone is a huge part of their organization. I think those are aspects of pageantry that are now being promoted much more openly and in the public eye. And I I think that does a really great job of showing an alternative perspective to what pageantry is and what it can do for people. I know you just won uh, Miss South Carolina Collegiate for the High School America system, but what do you think is the one thing that you are working on the most heading into nationals, whether it be on stage walking or interview practice? Like, What is the thing you're working on the most? Something that I began working on a lot before the state competition and that I even told the judges that I want to continue working on is a lifestyle change. I am really putting a lot of energy into a sustainable lifestyle of mental and physical health. I've had my own battles with mental health and I think being physically healthy is such an important aspect of living a good life and to have mental health. So Going into nationals, I want to continue promoting and learning about living healthily and and focusing on taking care of yourself and showing yourself love. Uh, Self-love is something that I've struggled with and I'm, again, trying to work on and really build in myself. And something that is my goal as Miss South Carolina Collegiate is to share that journey and to be really open and really honest and to live by example of this lifestyle that I'm trying to incorporate in the national platform of Miss High School America, building respect and values for everyone is a huge part of that lifestyle and a part of who I want to be. So going into this national competition, you know, I, like I said, I've done this for a long time. I feel really comfortable on stage and I love going out in the community. Community service is something that really goes naturally into my life. So just working on myself and being the best person that I can be so that I can be the best title holder that I can be is my main priority. I know this is an oddball question, but I just like to ask these fun little ones. If you could describe yourself in three words, how would you describe it? Oh my goodness. I find these questions so difficult. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm super thoughtful. I, I think mindful or slash thoughtful is definitely one that I would have to put in there, whether that's overthinking 
or just thinking deeply about things um, and, and, and thinking about others and trying super hard to do little things for, for others. I think I'm, a, I'm an incredibly thoughtful person and that's something that I try to be um, grateful for sure is something that I'm very intentional about being and I love to see in others and I work really hard to see it in myself and gratitude I think is one of the greatest things that we can share and to add in another one I'm honestly I'm just a big old nerd that's something that is very sneaky inside of me is I love to study and I love making good grades I love being a teacher's pet and I love to read I checked out books for the first time from the Coastal Carolina Library and I was so excited like I was truly living my best life the day that I checked out my first books um so yeah I think those three do a really nice job of tying me up (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned that you go to Coastal Carolina University what are you studying for school Yes, I recently transferred. Well, I say recently because it feels recent. I first went to Wofford College and was pre-med there with a biology and chemistry double major. And then over COVID, I transferred to Coastal and then attended classes virtually for my first two semesters. And this has been my first semester in person at Coastal, where I've also changed my major to history. And I am now planning to go to law school. So a lot of changes, a lot of transitions. I have for the first time in my life, felt like a new kid who was just completely and utterly lost and knew absolutely no one. So that's been a really interesting experience as a 20-year-old, <laughs> being like the new kid in town for the first time. But that's been a, a learning curve that I've gained a lot from. That's so awesome. I totally understand that new kid environment. I transferred after my freshman year of college to the University of South Carolina, and I went from Winthrop, which only had maybe 4,000 on campus, to USC that had 24,000. So that was such a culture shock. So I, I absolutely understand that one, especially during school during a pandemic. What was that like for you? I know for myself, that was I enjoy online classes. I work from home. So like I've kind of thrived in that other than I'm like an extreme extrovert. Like I love being a social butterfly. So like that's the only hard part. But what was school during the pandemic like for you? Um, it's so funny you mentioned that. So as I touched on earlier, I was a shy kid and I was very, very introverted. And then I kind of built myself into being an extrovert because I love people. And it's one of those things where like, I'm naturally introverted, but I love people. So I'm outgoing in the sense that I love to talk to people. And the pandemic allowed me to feed that introverted side of me and and really give her a chance to thrive where as normally she doesn't usually get a chance to thrive. And I really thrived in online school. I loved it so much because I could have my to-do list of things that I needed to get done for class and I had all day and all week to do those and the rest of the time I could travel I could read I could embroider I could play with my dog I could do whatever I wanted and I thought it was amazing and I was super disappointed when Coastal was no longer offering remote classes for my major but like I said I've now transitioned again it's so funny particularly those in in my situation, the class of 2019, where we got a glimpse of in-person learning and then immediately went into remote college. And now we're going back into um, in-person learning. And, you know, we're just rolling with the punches and trying to thrive in every environment. (laughs) 
Do you have any like top law schools in mind where you want to go after school? I would at the moment I would love to go to the University of Texas in Austin, Texas. I had the opportunity to visit Austin to design my Miss Teen USA gown and loved this city so much. University of Texas is a very well-ranked law school, and I personally want to go into contract law, I believe, and they have a really great program for that as well. So I definitely have my eye on Texas, but if I can get into Duke, I would definitely stay in the Carolinas and pursue my career there. Yeah, I live 10 minutes from Duke. I live directly in between University of Chapel Hill and Duke and I went to visit just for fun my mom was in town one weekend and we just went to see the chapel I was like I just want to see the chapel that's all I hear about and I mean just driving on the campus I just it felt luxurious <laughs> I was like this is too nice for me I was like this is so perfect I myself was like should I go back to school like this is beautiful like, I would love to go to this school just because I know if you go to Duke that's how you can get married in their chapel yes if you go to Duke or if you have like a parent that's an alum or a grandparent that's an alum you can be married in the chapel there and I was telling myself like I think I really need to get a master's I really think I need (laughs) because Duke is just it's one of those it's like no other it It is is beautiful yes and so I totally understand that yes incredibly well ranked as well exceptional program so we'll keep our fingers crossed keep in, keep your heart on me while I take the LSAT this summer yeah I'll be I'll be thinking about you during your LSAT because I can only imagine I have friends that have been taking it time and time again so I totally totally understand that one but I know that you'll study hard and you'll be excited to study and put it on your to-do list <laughs> I love that Do you have any other, like, hidden hobbies that people don't know about? I am what you could say is, like, a closet grandma. Like, I just thrive in the old person environment. I love to read. I have learned how to embroider, how to punch needle, which is, like, a form of embroidery with a special needle tool that, like, creates loops when you punch it into the fabric so it makes this really cool textured kind of embroidery and then also needlepoint where it's much less textured and it's all made out of little dots I I really love like yarn art and I find it so relaxing and really enjoyable so I'm trying to think if I have any others I, I live on a farm and like going on walks with my goat and my dog is also really great I love going on walks so especially when I can do it with them <laughs> I love that. That is so awesome. Yeah, see these things that people would have never known. (laughs) That is so awesome. I love it. Do you have a favorite place you like to travel to? It can be in the U.S. or outside the U.S. It can be anywhere. I love Charleston, South Carolina. My dream is to live here one day. It is one of my favorite places on earth. It's just incredible. But this summer, I had the chance to go to Southern California and go to San Diego and Encinitas over there. And I just fell in love with the atmosphere and the landscape and the people over in Southern California. It's just, it's all so incredible and so beautiful. I woke up every morning and was just absolutely like breathtaking. I was staying with friends. So, you know, they live there. They're like, oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you get to live here. This is amazing. 
like every five minutes. Um, so that's definitely also at the top of my list. That's exciting. I love, sorry, I love diving into like little random questions because it just brings out people's true personality that people might not, you know, be able to see. Cause like, I mean, I say this in the most respectful way, being a pageant girl, we're always on. And when I explain when we're on is like, we are in front of people. We are, you know, having our best manners, being professional, representing ourselves, representing our organization we're working with. So being able to have those vulnerable moments where we can dive deep into like little hidden secrets. I just like that's so much fun. And it just, you know, creates like a little friendship that you can now like relate on different levels with that people may not have known before so somebody might be like oh I like to do that too so now they're they can relate and it's such a nice way I know it's very odd sometimes that people are asking you like all these weird questions of like what's your favorites but it's just such a fun way for people to actually get to know you even even though they're only hearing you but it just still feels like they're like oh wow like you feel like you have more of a sense of knowing her than they did before Awesome. So I want to roll back into the pageant world questions. I know you had mentioned that you had gone to Texas to get your Teen USA gown done. What was it like sitting down designing that like in the custom pageant world? (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's incredible. I am so blessed to work with Henry's Cloud Nine and Christopher Weedos up in Ohio. They are just exceptional people, so wonderful to work with, and have become a really big part of my life because I started working with them when I was 14. They have been beside me every step along this journey since I began competing for Miss South Carolina Team USA. I even went to Miss High School America under their directorship and help um, when I was in high school. So they are a huge part of my life. And I got to go to Texas and design my gown with them, which was really awesome because they understand me and they know me so well. So it was a very comforting experience, honestly. It was one of those things where we already kind of knew what we were going for when we walked in. And I got to play dress up and and wear things I normally wouldn't. And then they were like, okay, like, (laughs) it's game time. Let's put on what you're going to wear. And I was like, okay, yeah, (laughs) I'll stop playing around now. And, you know, we put it on and we just had a fun little game of like mix and match. We were like, oh, this bead pattern and this color with this dress. And it was really fun. And it was a very, I felt very seen in those moments. And I got to share it with my director, Miss Paula Miles and her sister, Anne. And it was just, yeah, it was really fun and really casual, not as maybe intimidating as it sounds. What would you describe in one word? What would you describe your dress for Teen USA? Oh, one word. Um, it was dreamy. You know, it was a white column. It was out of this like really beautiful satin and it had light blue flowers on these dainty straps like a dainty strap that went around one one shoulder and then it was had an asymmetrical half skirt on the back with and it was also white but it had those like dainty blue flowers on it so I would say it was definitely just kind of an effortless casual but also very elegant moment (laughs) I love that I'm so glad that they can like hear a little more about those like details because I mean I myself, it was the first time ever that I had gone in and done, I got a custom Ashley Loren done. And that whole experience is something else because you just feel so pampered. You're like, wow, they really, they want to help me and want to find what was like, what fits you. And I had never, in like the past year, I had never known really what truly 
I needed in a dress, not really. I just would buy a dress off the rack thinking, oh, okay, this looks great. Like, I look good in the dress. We move on with ourselves. But now I'm understanding, like, what form-fitting looks best on myself or which way, how I should wear my hair with the with the top of the dress. And I feel like being 22 in the pageant world, I should know these things by now. But I just feel like it really was interesting because – there are so many different things that can help elongate you or make you have a slimmer waist looking or different colors look best on you. So it's such an interesting thing now and like hearing how they were, you know, the dainty straps on the shoulder and the asymmetrical. It's just such a like an awesome world now that pageant dresses are so different than they used to be. Used to just be like the straight gowns or the ball gowns. Now everybody's getting like fun and creative with it. It's so beautiful. And that's what I I had seen, of course, a picture of your dress from Teen USA, and it was absolutely beautiful. So you 10 out of 10 for that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same ending question. Are you ready? Okay. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? My answer for this question is definitely twofold. The first is... You know, it's made me who I am. I've grown up in pageantry. It's been my hobby and my extracurricular and my favorite pastime since I was eight years old. And I went from being painfully shy, but adoring people, but not sure how to express myself and connect with others to being able to walk in a room full of strangers and make connections almost instantly. And that has made me such a more fulfilled person. I've gained so much from meeting other people and learning their stories and being able to advocate for them or connect with them as a title holder. That has been incredible. And then the other element of that are the people that you meet through pageantry. Personally, I have friends all across the country and especially all across the state of South Carolina and particularly the RPM family have become my best friends. And that is something that I will be forever grateful for. And I feel so lucky to have found people that see me and that I see them and we are so connected and such good friends. Those two things particularly have been incredible blessings that I feel like I could have only gotten through pageantry. That was amazing to hear. I always love to see what everybody says for that question because it's always so different. It's all over the board like I told you before. But again, I would like to say thank you so much for being on the episode today. This has been one I was so thankful happened because I know I will be interviewing you again in just a few months before you head off to nationals. I cannot wait for that one because we're definitely going to dive in a little more into your entire South Carolina collegiate journey and what you're doing with your platform and the Brave platform for the Collegiate High School America organization. So I cannot wait to talk to you again in a few short months, but I just wanted to say thank you again. And you know, guys, whatever happens in the future, I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye.